Welcome everyone live from CRC Sydney in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to CRC Live on Live FM. My name is Gerardo Castro and my co-hosts today are Jet, Lucas and Natalie. Uh, our special guest today is Shannon. Shannon, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Gerardo. That's good, that's good. Um, we're going to be asking you a few questions today. Um, how did you initially become involved with the AFLW team outside of teaching? Um, initially, I became involved in AFLW um, from literally, I guess, a phone call. But um, prior to being involved in AFLW, I played um, women's football and um, was uh, lucky enough to um, know a few people in the AFLW world after I finished playing. So they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to um, jump on board at Collingwood. And I did so. And so I started coaching at um, yeah Collingwood to begin with and then headed into or out to Carlton later on. Wow. Were there um, any challenges you faced as a woman entering a largely male-dominated sport? Yeah, definitely lots of challenges. Um, obviously, previously, you know, women's football wasn't a professional sport, wasn't semi-professional, and unfortunately, not too many, I guess, uh, males that have been involved in AFLW really wanted to get involved. But once uh, it became professional, a lot of them put their hand up for roles, and they hadn't even watched a game of uh, women's football before. So there are a lot of challenges uh, entering that world, and um, overcoming them is hard, but you know, finding support through other women that have been there um, in other sports and uh, being able to overcome those challenges really helped. And of course, um, I was lucky enough to have some fantastic mentors um, through that coaching experience as well. Um, And some of those were men and they were fantastic and they were very helpful to navigate that landscape. Um, Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to, you know, overcome them, I guess, but they are still out there. That's great. Can you um, share an experience where you made a big difference within the football team or the wider football community? A big difference? Oh, I guess I was probably one of the fortunate ones that has had the experience of playing for a long time um, and being able to, you know, travel overseas or interstate with football. Um, and so I guess those experiences something that I'm able to take to those clubs and contribute in a different way and obviously having played the game um, as a female in a male-dominated sport uh, I can share those experiences with the other girls that are you know facing those challenges today and hopefully that was what made a difference. So would you say uh, women's football has improved with uh, how it is in society like has it been improving over time or... Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, I spent the whole weekend just watching AFLW. I went to the the game on Friday night, and my two boys, Billy and Elijah, come along and watch it as well and um, get to know the players and, you know, the amount of people that follow and support um, women's AFL is great and it's um, a really good family outing and, um, you know, it's gained some momentum and some publicity and obviously all well-deserved because... You know, these athletes, and they are athletes, are working just as hard as their male counterparts. So it's nice to see them, you know, take some spoils as well. What advice would you give 
um, to young women, you know, not only getting to AFLW, you know, obviously um, Women's World Cup just happened. That was a big hit. And what's the advice you would give to young women coming into professional sports? You know, train hard, all that kind of stuff, but really take those opportunities. I think that what we saw with the Matildas was just awesome. Um, I was lucky enough to go and watch them. And to have a whole nation, you know, support you in something that you love doing is really important. And I think that in the mix of all that, we had the Australian Diamonds, you know, the women's netball team win the World Cup as well. Um, And there are so many role models for young women and girls to be able to look up to um, in the sporting world. And I think that's really important. So it's really about whatever you have your heart set on, you're able to do. Unfortunately, I didn't have that. Um, As a kid, I couldn't play football after the age of, you know, under 12s. So, you know, my role models were sort of women like, you know, Kathy Freeman or Michelle Timms, and they weren't AFL um, people or players at all. But given the fact now that we have um, a pathway in all those sports, you know, there's a there's a way to get there and the opportunity is there. So it's really up to the to you know girls and women to take that opportunity and make the most of it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, what got you into the teaching career after AFL? Teaching? Um, oh yeah. Well, my my dad's a teacher was a teacher, I should say, because he's retired. And my mum's worked in schools uh, for a really long time, so my brother's a teacher. Um, And I think for me, teaching has always been a career that I really wanted to do. Um, You know, my parents, we went on holidays during school holidays, they were always around. Um, But what really tipped me over the edge was, I liked school, I loved high school. Um, I loved my teachers, I had some of the best teachers, I thought anyway, growing up that, um, you know, made teaching look fun and made teaching look like a rewarding career. So when I decided to do it, it kind of, yeah, it was sort of no brainer in the sense that, you know, everyone I saw teaching enjoyed what they did and um, yeah, I have great memories of high school and the bonds that I made with my teachers. And some of those I worked with because I worked at my old high school as a teacher um, before it shut down. But, you know, they're relationships that I still have today with the teachers, my teachers. So, yeah, it's a great, great career and very rewarding. So that's how I kind of got into it. So how long have you been doing teaching for? Um, that's a good question. Be like seven, no, 17 years, 18 years now. Do you see yourself doing another five or...? Another five? Oh, I reckon I can manage that. <laughs> if you are just tuning in, you're listening to CRC Live on Live FM, live from CRC Cinema in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Dorado Castro. My co-hosts today are Jet, Lucas and Natalie. Our special guest today is Shannon. So just on the topic of your teaching career and your career in the AFLW, would you say there's any thing you've taken from the AFLW that you've been able to then apply to your teaching career or vice versa? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, teaching and coaching kind of go hand in hand. Obviously, each day 
um, you know, you're, you're dealing with um, different scenarios in the classroom, um, managing things, planning things, and it certainly crosses over into coaching, that's for sure, you know, planning a session, um, reviewing a session, giving feedback, talking to um, other coaches and, and players, and it's the same here at work, where I'm, you know, talking to parents and students and organising things, so there is a real crossover, and I think they really complement each other in that sense. Yeah. So were you ever a player or a coach? Like, what was your role? In AFLW? Yeah. So obviously the AFLW was in season eight. Um, so I didn't actually play AFLW, I coached in it. Yeah. Um, AFLW came along um, after I had finished playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you missed out? I missed out, yes. Yeah. Yep. How did you feel about that? Like, was it... Oh, look, it honestly, it did not bother me. I think I've been, I look back on my playing career and I was lucky enough to, like I said, represent Victoria, you know, for 10 years, uh, travel to Ireland to represent Australia at, a, you know, the um, International Rules Series. So we actually um, probably did a lot more than um, in terms of travelling and things like that um, than AFLW players currently do. Um it was the best for what we had at the time. So I look now and a lot of those girls that are playing, I was lucky enough to actually coach um, in their under 18. So, you know, that's a reward in itself. And I, like I said, I really enjoy watching them play. And, you know, being a coach in AFLW is also really rewarding sometimes. So it's really good. How do you uh, see the future of um, women going to sports? Yeah, I think it's really, um, it's going to be quite a um, positive landscape when I think of women in sport in general. Like I said, coming off the back of the Matildas, the Diamonds, AFLW coming to season eight, um, eight the NRLW, um, and realistically it's all about exposure, it's about the media jumping on board and um, celebrating women and, um, you know, celebrating the, the highs and their lows and... I guess without the the visual of women playing sport, it makes it really hard to, to be that. But the outlook is great. And like I said, there are so many opportunities available um, and pathways there. It's um, really exciting times ahead. Yeah. Uh, what are initiatives or programs you think should be introduced in schools to encourage more girls to open up and really you know get into the sports? Yeah, I think um, definitely um, there should be some female orientated, um, you know, pathways in schools to encourage more girls in sport. Um, you know, I think the participation levels in AFL now for girls joining Auskick is huge. It's, you know, double, tripled, quadrupled. Um, since the inception of AFLW. So being able to continue that into schools would be, you know, um, is really important. Even being at a senior campus, we know that sometimes girls do shy away from those, um, you know, PE kind of subjects. So however we can get them back into, you know, the sporting or on the sporting field um, would be beneficial to them and also to the school. Um, but... Yeah, I guess that all comes through different avenues like funding and all that type of stuff as well, which is, yeah, important. So what's uh, an advice you'd give to uh, someone like not knowing if they would want to do sport? Like what kind of advice would you give them? 
Um, yeah, give it a go. I think sometimes um, it can be a little bit overwhelming. We know that there's always a number of, you know, those subjects can be male-dominated, but, um, you know, I, I did it. I made it through. So many other girls do. And it's also, you know, a really good time to be able to... Um, I guess be a role model for other students that might want to pick those subjects or be involved in any way and um, yeah How can um, communities support and uh, amplify the voices of achievements in women's sports I think um, local sporting clubs and local communities um, that are inclusive um, and celebrate women's um, achievements through, you know, media, newspapers or um, social media um, is really important to be able to highlight um, those things. Again, it's about sort of, you know, young girls, if they can't see it, they won't be it. So if they can see some, you know, local heroes in the newspaper and realise that that's somebody that they can be, that's so important. It's almost like, you know, trades, you know, having women in trades. Uh, sometimes we don't see it. Mm. We don't know that it exists. So yeah. having a bit more presence through social media or, you know, local media is really, really important. Most definitely, yeah. Well, um, how do you feel um, that immersing yourself in different cultures has enriched your role as an educator? I think obviously being out here in the western suburbs, uh, we come, I grew up in the western suburbs, so I grew up with, uh, in a diverse community. So being able to understand and um, celebrate different cultures enables great relationships. It helps you communicate and build relationships that maybe you wouldn't have before. Um, so that's really important, being able to understand and, um, yeah, you know, communicate through, you know, celebration of those cultures um, within, I guess, our local community and the wider Australia is really super important. So what kind of other hobbies do you have um, other than sport? That's a good question. Um, other than sport, what other hobbies? Um, I watch my kids play sport. So they play football and basketball, um, do athletics. So that's been another hobby of mine. But I also do um, enjoy, you know, listening to music, um, going for a run. What kind of music do you listen to? Oh, that's a good question. A little bit of everything. I kind of like, uh, depends what mood I'm in. I am a bit of a, a, a 90s grunge fan, having grown up in the 90s, so I do like Nirvana and things like that. Probably lean towards more heavy stuff than, you know, any... I don't like any dance music or anything like that, but it depends what mood I'm in. I'm just happy to go with the flow. Well, uh, that's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Shannon. It's uh, been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from CRC Sydney in Melbourne, Australia, you have been listening to CRC Live on Live FM. My name is Gerardo Kasher. My co-hosts today were Jet, Lucas and Natalie. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a good day.